This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 997. In Defense of Raising Money, a Manifesto for Nonprofit CEOs, part one, by Sasha Dichter with Seth's.blog. And I'm Dan, I'm your host, and I'm here with you every single day of the week, including weekends and holidays. And today I have a longer post for you, so I'm gonna read the first half right now and then finish up the rest for you tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to part one as we optimize your life. In Defense of Raising Money, a Manifesto for Nonprofit CEOs, Part 1, by Sasha Dichter with Seth's.blog. I'm sick of apologizing for being in charge of raising money. I work at a great nonprofit organization that is doing great things in the world, one that's attacking daunting problems in a powerful new way. I believe in what we do, and I think we may be catalyzing a shift in how the world fights poverty. So why did one of my mentors, someone with a lot of experience in the nonprofit and public sector, tell me not to take this job? Be careful, he said. You'll get pigeonholed. Once a fundraiser, always a fundraiser. He misunderstood what job I was taking. Look around you at great leaders who you know or respect. What do they spend their time doing? They are infused with drive, passion, vision, commitment, and energy. They walk through the world dissatisfied with the status quo. They talk to anyone who will listen about the change they want to see in the world. And they build a team and an organization that is empowered to make that change. How good is your idea? How important is your cause? Important enough that you've given up another life to lead this life. You've given up another job, another steady paycheck, another bigger paycheck to do this all day long, every day, for years, if not for decades, to make a change in the world and to right a wrong. How much is your time worth? Start at the low end. If instead you had worked at a big company or started your own company or worked at an investment bank or a consulting firm, how much money would the world pay you for your skills? A few hundred thousand dollars? A few million dollars? That's your baseline. Now ask yourself, how important is the problem you're trying to solve? Are you trying to make sure that women have a safe, affordable place to give birth? Creating a way for people to have clean drinking water so they and their children don't fall ill? Protecting refugees from genocide? Providing after-school tutoring for at-risk kids? Giving people with chronic disease a place to come together and support one another? Sounds pretty important. Our political system is mostly broken, but the fact that candidates have to go out and convince millions of people to get out and pull a lever for them matters. This communication defines the terms of the debate. It defines what issues will and won't get addressed. And it defines accountability. What's your theory of change? How much change happens through the services you deliver? And how much change happens by convincing the rest of the world that the problem you're trying to address and the way you're trying to address it is worth paying attention to? It's both, it's not either or. Breast cancer has an unbelievable level of awareness in the United States, definitely ahead of all other cancers. Yet breast cancer is actually the fifth leading cause of cancer death in the US behind lung, stomach, liver, and colon cancer. So why does it get the most attention and the most funding? It's because of Nancy Brinker. Nancy's older sister, Susan Komen, died of breast cancer in 1980 at the age of 36, three years after being diagnosed with breast cancer. In her sister's memory, Nancy Brinker created the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation, which has since raised $1 billion for breast cancer research, education, and health services, and promised to raise another $2 billion in the next decade. Breast cancer research is the best funded of all cancers, and that is because of Nancy Brinker's leadership. Nancy decided that fighting breast cancer was worth fighting for, 
Because of her efforts, drastically more resources, public and private, are in play to find a cure. This is not about competition for resources. This is about increasing the size of the pie. We've seen an unprecedented growth in global wealth in the last two decades. There are currently 95,000 ultra-high net worth individuals in the world, people with $30 million or more of investable assets. On top of that, there are more than $60 trillion worth of investment assets in the market today, with an increasing amount of this money thinking more long-term about the big problems facing the world. Energy and water scarcity, greenhouse gases, global commodity shortages, healthcare and education delivery, poverty alleviation, you name it. The allocation of these resources matters. Convincing the most powerful, resource-rich people you know that allocating some of their capital to the issues you're addressing matters. You're devoting your life, your spirit, your energy, your faith into making the vision you have of a better future into a reality. So why are you so scared to ask people for money? Why do you feel afraid to say, this problem is so important and so urgent that it is worth your time and your money to fix it? I'm devoting my whole life to fixing this problem. I'm asking you to devote some of your resources to my life's work too. Maybe it's because, one, people think that asking for money is all about asking for money. It is and it isn't. Most of the time, it's about inspiring someone to see the world the way you do, with the same understanding of the problems and the same vision of how it can be overcome, and convincing them that you and your organization can actually make that vision into a reality. The resources come second. Two, people think that storytelling is a gift, not a skill. Learning how to do this, to be an effective storyteller, to consistently connect with different people from different walks of life and convince them to see the world as you do and walk with you to a better future, is hard. But it's a skill like any other. It's true that some people are born with it, but it still can be learned and practiced. And if your nonprofit is going to succeed, you'd better have more than one or two people who can pull this off. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled In Defense of Raising Money, a Manifesto for Nonprofit CEOs by Sasha Dichter with Seth's.blog. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And a big thank you to Sasha, who is a friend and guest writer of Seth Godin, who we narrate from quite a lot here. A bit more about Sasha, though. He is the co-founder and CEO of 60 Decibels, a tech-enabled social impact measurement and customer intelligence company spun out of Acumen that makes it easy for companies and organizations to listen to the people who matter most. Its proprietary approach, Lean Data, brings customer centricity, speed, and responsiveness to impact measurement. Prior to co-founding 60 Decibels, Sasha worked for 12 years at Acumen, most recently as Chief Innovation Officer. 
In this role, Sasha spearheaded the creation and growth of Lean Data and of Plus Acumen, the world's school for social change, as well as overseeing the Acumen Fellows Program. In his prior role as Acumen's Director of Business Development, Sasha led global capital raising, including executing a successful $100 million capital raise. And of course, thanks to Seth for letting us share work from his site, and you can come by seths.blog to learn a lot more. But that's it for today. Hope you have a great one, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where we're gonna finish up this post with part two and where your optimal life awaits.